0: Welcome hey. to our new patron. I was just about to, oh, wait, hold on, wait, wait, back up. <clears throat> Welcome to episode 33. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Um, I'm Katie. I'm April. And that's April, and we're sisters. And if you haven't figured out by now, this is a podcast about paranormal and true crime stories, and we're covering Utah-based stories. So there's that our new patron. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Carrie, welcome. Yes, welcome. I I was shocked when I woke up to see that we had a new patron. I know. You guys have to know that like if you become a patron, like you will make our week or our month or the year, honestly. It, it does feel a little bit more like validating, like not right. that we need it necessarily, but it does feel nice to have like People dedicated to our what we're doing, like yeah, it's different, but it's it's nice. It's it's like rewarding in a way. It's like okay, so we are doing a good job, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Yeah, it's like Like, oh, we don't should keep going. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, we shouldn't give up. Exactly. Um, Yeah, it's it was really cool because I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Because I was literally like thinking about it the night before. I was like, what. Why, how are we not getting any Patreon, you know, people, and then, like, literally the next day, I was like, what? I know. I manifested it or something. You did. You must have. Well, that was really exciting. So, I think that just might be a new perk. Every time someone signs up for Patreon, we might just announce and say thank you and give you a shout out on the on the podcast. So, yeah. yeah. Well, um, April, um, how are you? Fidgety. Um. Good. I did... <laughs> So our family does a pumpkin – or we do taste-offs every often, oh, every so yeah. often. So we, like, pick a theme, pick a day, and then we, like, make something and bring it, and then we all vote on who had the best appearance, yep. taste, texture, and then overall winner. And what did you so make? So this time we did pumpkin-flavored things. Mm-hmm. And – um, I made pumpkin spice twist things.
1: <laughs> I don't
0: know. I don't know how yeah, to explain they were like. It. They were like the the breadsticks you get from like I don't know Domino's or something. But it yeah. looks like it had pumpkin in it. Is that it right? Had like a pump, like the pumpkin puree mixed with like maple syrup, Ooh. Uh, brown sugar, pumpkin spice, and then you like mm. twist it. And then you butter it and then sprinkle the cinnamon sugar over the top of it and bake it. Yeah. It was really good. I really <laughs> like, as everything I do, I procrastinated until yesterday to figure out what I wanted to make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like I did my freaking notes for this episode yesterday too. So um so this weekend has been a little bit stressful. Yeah, I that's just how I live my life. I think I thrive in panic. (laughs) But but anyway, so um yeah they turned out really good. I didn't win
1: our mom won. won.
0: Mom won, she did a pumpkin poke cake, the better than sex cake. Oh yeah. But she did it with pump like a spice cake. And then put pumpkin puree in it, oh. and then and what did caramel caramel yeah mm. oh it was so good that sounds good it really was did she so good. did she serve it warm oh uh, no I think it mm. cooled off by the time but I love the poke cakes they're so flipping yeah. good is that the cake where she used to uh, make like the spice cake and then put like the hot like hot chocolate pudding over the top. No, it was different. Well, I mean, that's just like a...
1: Or is that a different one?
0: I think that's a different one. So, like, the Better Than Sex cake or poke cakes, they're kind of the same thing. It's like like a cake, just normal cake, and then you poke holes in it, and then you put a filling in there. So, mom usually does caramel, Mm. and then she puts the um, whipped cream as the icing, so it's lighter and less, Mm. like, heavy. And then... Um, she usually puts Snickers, like broken up Snickers over the top of the whipped cream and then more caramel. Okay. But this time she did it, the pumpkin version that she just kind of made it up. Oh, yeah. It was so good. I really, really liked it. Dang. But she, she won. Steve did, I don't even know what the word is called. It was like a pa- pastry, like a bready pastry, pumpkin spice. Yeah. It didn't have pumpkin puree, but it had the pumpkin spice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was good. And then Josh, Katie wasn't able to go. <laughs> no. But, no, we'll get there in a sec. Josh did, um, our brother, he did mm. like, it was like a pumpkin pie, but less pumpkin-y. hmm and more wh- like more whipped cream than like a mousse, like a, like a pumpkin mousse. Kind of. Yeah, it was huh. good. It was hmm. really good. Yeah. But. I saw the pictures and I'm like, oh, man. And you know what? OK, so, guys, I wasn't able to go. Do you want to know what I was going to bring? Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't going to wing now knowing what was there. I feel a little bit better. But <laughs> I was going to bring sugar free hot chocolate with sugar free like pumpkin spice in it. Oh, yeah. And like top it with just whipped cream with like, you know,
1: cinnamon like and, nutmeg. and spice over yeah. it or something. Yeah. something
0: to make it look pretty. That's what I was going to do because it's easy. And I was like, yeah, eh. but I wasn't able to go because the freaking van, you guys, the freaking van, the van. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to throw it away eventually. <laughs> throw it in but the garbage. I, yeah, I feel like I put too much money into it, though, that I'm like when do we stop putting money into it? You know, like at what point? Cause yeah. like, ugh, I feel like we've invested at this, you know, <laughs> like in the last month, like we spent so much money on this stupid thing,
1: That's, but it started,
0: yeah. it started leaking transmission oil. But like, I'm glad that you called early. Like, cause I put in the family group text. I'm like, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> I hate, I hate my van, but anyway, so April called me and told me that her husband, Josh, because we have two Josh's in the family, but anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the <a> whole thing. <laughs> yeah, if we haven't already talked about that. But April was like, it's actually not that big of a deal as long as it's just a slow leak. So we just put some of that, like, sealer stuff in there, mm-hmm. and then we put more transmission fluid in. Uh, but now we have another problem, is that Mitch forgot to put the cap back on, and I went driving because it says, oh, you should drive on it, like, 10 to between 10 and 100 miles to know if it worked so i'm like oh i'll just go drive around a little bit like go to walgreens and whatever and then i get back and he's like hey uh problem i forgot to put the cap back on so can you retrace your steps and see if you can find the cap so there's no cap to our transmission line right now and i feel like that's a big problem uh it (laughs) might just get dirty so what I would do, and this is my... I, I was going to wrap a rag around it. I was going to say cling wrap with a rubber band around it. So it's you like you get it sealed. Melt? That's what Mitch well, said too. If, well, something like tri- that. Or if you drive, maybe, probably not in the cold, but that way it's sealed and it won't get dirt and shit in there. And then yeah. you can go get a replacement cap or have one delivered to you. I bet you um, can get one on Amazon. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> i hope so because i hope that's not like what kills our transmission i would just Is try put to... the cat back on i would just try to keep dirt out of it yeah okay uh, okay <laughs> right. oh, what the hell right <laughs> get it together <clears throat> <laughs> anyway so i didn't get to the taste off um but it sounded like it was a good time so that's good. It was it was good. We spent a lot of time talking about serial killers. <laughs> mom didn't know that John Wayne Gacy was a clown. Really? Well, I <laughs> yeah. guess I guess if you don't follow well, true like, crime, I knew he was a serial like I knew the name, but I didn't know it was a clown. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, mom, that's terrifying. But then we talked about we talked about a lot of true crime stuff, so it was entertaining. Did any of them? Happen to mention if they listen to no, our true of, crime podcast? None, none of them listen, <laughs> I guarantee it. Well, cool. Okay. Okay. Let right. me get this out of here. Okay, <laughs> this story. Yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna start it. Okay, I'm not gonna tell you anything else. <laughs> just the story. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that sounds like a really, really good plan. <laughs> I'm stupid. Okay. Um, so Dwayne you'd and Sandy you'd. Dwayne goes by Red, so I will call him Red for this story. Okay. So Dwayne, also known as Red, and his wife Sandy, had been married since August 16th, 2014. Okay. They had two they each had children from other marriages. Um, but the only one still at home, at their house full time, was um, Sandy's 24-year-old son, hmm. Colin. I think his name is. So, as we all know, marriages get rocky, especially when you have complications of, you know, mixed families and stuff. Yeah. Um, but no one expected this one to take the turn that it did. So, fast forward. They were married in 2014. Okay. Mm-hmm. August 12th, 2018, Red and Sandy were having one of those days. Mm-hmm. They fought about anything and everything, right? They started right. arguing. Red started drinking early that morning. And it just kept escalating and getting worse. Okay mm-hmm um afternoon came around and they were still in the thick of it so red suggested that they go on a drive up american fort canyon to cascade springs okay. um for those who don't know what cascade spring is it, or springs anyway it's a little forest area that has like boardwalks and a little stream it's really mm-hmm. really pretty um but How they were gonna go up there? there have you been there um yeah i have oh it's it's cute gosh this tree okay so they're going on this drive up the canyon right Mm -hmm. um and their fighting just kept going like it just was never ending and so in this conversation apparently sandy told red that she was still seeing a man that she had an affair with the previous year and had continued to see him since the affair started and so red he stopped the truck Um, as they were driving in the canyon. He stopped the truck, and he told Sandy to get out. Um, She gets out, and he tries, tries to drive away and leave her there. Mm-hmm. Um, So as he's driving away, she jumps into the back of the truck, mm. and he sees her do that. And so he continued driving down the windy canyon, right? So he's moving yeah. back and forth. He's slamming on his brakes, and she's just being thrown around the bed of the truck, right? Right. So he eventually stopped and tried to pull her out of the bed of the truck. According to a probable cause statement, it says, quote, Red continued to pull, pull her waist. He pulled down her shorts and her underwear from her body and threw them in the vehicle, then grabbing her again as he punched her in the lower back and the buttocks, trying to remove her so violent okay yeah and like randomly it just starts pulling off her clothes i don't know i think that's right um like what to humiliate humiliate her or something or i don't know if it was like intentionally that or if he's just trying to pull her i don't know i feel like that's a lot to pull her clothes off like all the way off you know yeah we don't know if she was like kicking her legs you know and they just happen to fly off you know that's true you don't know you know yeah but yeah still weird factor. Right. Um so at this point Sandy is nude from the waist down um and a few witnesses are watching this happen and they try to assist her to get her clothes back on and they broke up the fight, right? So yeah. they kind of helped her out of that. The bystanders that had helped Sandy were able to flag down a police officer in the canyon um and they were able and that the police were able to take statements from Sandy as well as the witnesses. So, Red was arrested and booked into the Utah County Jail at 9.20 that night. He made bail a few hours later. It wasn't until, let's see, oh, sorry, Um, this wasn't the first time that Red had been in a domestic altercation with Sandy. Uh, He was arrested in April 2018, just a few months before this, for disorderly conduct to which he pleaded guilty and as a part of his probation, he was ordered to attend marriage and family counseling. Hmm. So at 1252 AM when he was released from jail, he asked the Payson police to accompany him to his house at the mouth of Payson Canyon to collect some personal things. So I think upon bail, he mm-hmm. was ordered to keep distance from Sandy. Okay. So in order to go to the house where she is, he needed, he Requested that he be escorted by police so mm-hmm. that like they were there to witness and make sure nothing went wrong whatever mm-hmm. okay right so he goes to his house and he grabs a few personal items he's able to get his truck and then he leaves okay right he goes to the spanish fork airport okay mm-hmm. so okay. red was a pilot who once flew for Pinnacle Airlines. He also flew rescue flights for Air Medical Resource Group, which is now called Guardian Flight. Mm -hmm. And he worked as the Van Con Company pilot more recently. So he was getting, like, he's just a really great pilot, like, amazing, like, statistics and, like, safety and everything, right? So, Mm -hmm. as the VanCon corporate pilot, Red had 24-7 access to the planes in the hangar. Okay. Um, He was locked, or let's see, the planes are locked in a hangar that's only accessible by digital code.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Around 2.30 a.m., Red climbed into a two-engine Kessna 525 plane and took off. He flew over the Payson area and started his descent. He clipped the top of a neighbor's shed, hit a car parked in the street, and his aircraft landed right into his home. That he oh my shared to Sandy. <sighs> yeah. He flew his effing plane into the house. Whoa. Do you remember hearing about this? No. What? Oh my gosh. I don't. No. So. He flies this plane into the house. Okay. Or his kids there? Sandy and her 24-year-old son were in the house. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, I'm, like, out of breath because I'm, like, trying to get it out because I'm, like, it's so (laughs) intense. Yeah. Um, So, Sandy and her 24-year-old son, Colin, were inside the home when the plane crashed. The two, or let's see, how he crashed was, like, Because he clipped the – sorry, I'm trying to, like, explain it in my head. Because he clipped the top of the neighbor's shed and then hit Mm -hmm. the car, it kind of, like – he lost his acceleration a little bit doing that. Okay. So, when he crashed, it was, like – it kind of, like, glided into the house and wasn't, like, a full force, like, into the – does that make sense? Where it, like, slid into the house. Yeah. And – he lost some of his momentum, but when he crashed into the house, it's like a two-story house, right, with a big two-car garage, mm-hmm. and he hit the house, and, like, the front of it was, like, engulfed in flames, mm. but the only part that was really damaged was, like, the garage, and, like, the front of the house is just on fire, okay? Wow. So- and This is, like, in the middle of the night. Yeah, this is 2.30 in the morning. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, So, Sandy, when this happened, was asleep in her room on the main level when the plane crashed into the home, and she heard and felt an explosion. She tried to go out the front door, but the flames were way too big, so she ran out the side and through the garage and was able to make it to the street. But Sandy, at this point, didn't know where her son was, um, but she was able to make it out. Um, Colin, his bedroom was upstairs, and so... He was unsure how he even did this but he was able to run out the front door and make it to the street even Whoa. through all those flames and everything wow. and he was unharmed. Wow. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. So as Sandy was looking at her home in the flames and everything she saw the tail of the plane and immediately knew that it was red that mm. crashed the plane. Yeah. You know, being a pilot's I wife mean. <laughs> you can put the evidence together, and basically, and you know, after what just happened, you know, yeah, after all that fighting, and she like, knew that yeah. he just got bailed out, like, it, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure she didn't think it was a coincidence, <laughs> right? Like, but she did say to, um, the media that, let's see, <gasps> where'd it go? No, oh, I'll get there. Hold on. Okay, um, as Police and emergency personnel arrive at the scene of the crash. They were unable to get to Red. The cabin where the p- pilot would sit was engulfed in flames. That's mm. not the cabin. Yeah, it is. Is it the cabin where the pilot yeah. is? Mm-hmm. The cabin is just where everybody sits. It's just the inside of the plane. Yeah. The cockpit is... Oh, the- yeah, you're right. And the cabin is where people are. But it was a small plane, so yeah. it's like... Maybe it's it all in the same. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know anything about planes. <laughs> Me either. <Okay. laughs> so, investigators believe immediately that Red crashed into his home intentionally, obviously. Yeah. Um, Because it would be too much of a coincidence if he's like, oh, shoot, I crashed. And it's like right onto his house. <laughs> yeah. Like, and after a domestic in- incident. Incident, right? Know? Yeah. So, uh, Leon Van Sickle, who owns VanCon, um, that Red worked at as a pilot, he said, quote, He's the manager of the plane. He had full access to it. It all boils down to trust. I don't know what we would have done different. He flies with our lives at stake, and we thoroughly trusted him beyond measure. He took great care of us, and he never took chances. Everything was by the book. He then said, quote, I couldn't believe it. It's unbelievable. The guy was just golden. He was rock solid. You just can't even fathom this. It's just so tragic. So like the people he worked with every single day would have never expected him to do this. That's so scary. Yeah. That really anybody has it in them. Everyone has the capacity to do that. Mm -hmm. It's just what Makes them lose it, lose right. control of their yeah. decision making, <laughs> like to to completely become unhinged. Yeah, you know? it, I feel like everyone has that one thing that'll make them tick, and maybe it's like a bunch of stuff piled on to him, right? That made him lose his mind because from we said that he was drinking that day too, right? Yeah, he was drinking so. and he was fighting with his wife, and like she told him that he he was she was still cheating on him and like you know that's a heartbreak can make you go unhinged pretty Mm -hmm. pretty quick um that's just so sad i know all of it is like well you're a bad guy because you go and you fly a freaking plane into your house yeah like bad things happen to you for sure how you react to it yes yeah that's what matters yeah 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 so van sickle who surveyed okay so Van Suckle's the his, the owner of the company, right? Right. Um, he surveyed the wreckage and agreed that it was intentional. He pointed out the red had to fly under power lines to avoid other houses or sorry, he had to fly under power lines and avoid other houses to actually hit his house. To get so the it, target. So it took yeah. skill to make that happen. Imagine being the neighbors being like a Plane just flew over our house and, like, <laughs> right. and depending on his skill, <laughs> yeah, would depend on if you know, if it was our house or like he the shed Ugh, he clipped, so he could have, like, how reckless, if, you know, if, yeah, if he didn't like tri- like, do the right moves or the right, um, uh, whatever, I don't even know what the words I'm looking for, but if, if, he, was just, <laughs> oh, yeah, if he was just off by. A little bit he could have landed right into someone else's house like oh it's just gosh. so scary it's scary that like there are these pilots that have 24 access to 24 7 access to planes yeah well I kind of wonder though if like he really was just like looking for some peace in his mind mm. and like you know people like Josh he likes to go and drive when he needs to clear his head or he mm. well he used to. He doesn't do that anymore because he's always driving. But, but yeah, like go like blow some steam, like yeah. go on a walk, go on a drive. Yeah, so that could have been his way to blow off some steam and just relax, and then just like his mind had just, a dark like, thought, had a yeah intrusive thought, and was like, well, might as well like. Mm-hmm. You know, I could only imagine that the thoughts he was thinking like, well, she cheated on me and like, what do I have to live for? Like, she shouldn't get to live because I, cause she did this. Mm-hmm. She's the one who ruined this, but I also don't want to be without her. So let's just go together. right? Like you can imagine like. Like those in, thoughts can spiral in so many ways. Oh you know? yeah. And if you're in this plane, like yeah. it's going to be disastrous, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> oh so scary yeah so um sandy said that she couldn't believe it she mm-hmm. would have never thought red would do this and said she never she will never understand it she holds tight to the version of red she always knew she said quote i just want people to know what a fantastic guy red was she also told desert news quote i don't know what was in his head i don't understand why and i never will." And then also said, quote, I love him, I miss him, and I can't believe he's not here. Even a man that freaking flew a plane right at you. And she's mm-hmm. like, he's a really good guy. <laughs> I wonder if she has some guilt, though, you know? Oh, I bet. I bet she knew that she caused him to spiral. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't It's know. such a tricky spot because it's, like, it's not her fault. It's know? not her fault, but, like, also I can i i mean none of us know the ins and outs of their relationship there i mean that's completely impossible for us to know exactly but where he had like a domestic violence issue just a couple Mm -hmm. months before it kind of seemed like they had an unhealthy relationship like maybe they just fought a lot whatever they didn't communicate with each other very well and it could or just physical. weren't compatible you know they just weren't some people compatible just, aren't. just but they also didn't end it <laughs> when they probably should have and that's the thing is like <laughs> I think people need to know when to call it it's yeah. like you you work hard and you try it's just not working still they went to counseling because it was required by his p- parole right and still it wasn't working And she's Mm -hmm. like, she had an affair. So it's like, why would you even go to that point? (laughs) Like, (laughs) why not break it off before the affair even happens? Right. The second you're like, hey, I would rather sleep with you than someone else. Mm -hmm. So that's Mm -hmm. when you call it. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, I know what you mean and I have, it's just hard because it's like yeah. it's not we're not trying to victim blame it's just no. like we just it just I wish people would like you said just know when to call it you know yeah well and there's like people that say I mean there's all these things that could have been done differently like the mm-hmm. like an In intervention hindsight. of something or that you could have said to red like hey maybe you know you just take a break from each other or something like like all his coworkers were even saying, like we knew he was having trouble in his relationship. We just didn't realize it was where it was.
1: Mm-hmm. And so,
0: like they were like, if if we had the opportunity to help him more, we would have. Yeah, but I mean, you—it's it, just hindsight is twenty-twenty. You know, You're yeah. Like, okay, well, they should have done this and they should have done mm-hmm. that. It's like, well, that's not what happened. Or well, like, if I would have known, then this. You know, yeah. it's like, I mean. But, <laughs> you can't uh, you can't rewrite it so it happened I know and it so you can always say like they they need to do this better or that better but it's like at this point you can't change mm. it so anyway right. but I don't know it's like you want to say poor guy but it's like he literally just assaulted his wife mm-hmm. earlier that day yeah and then she also and is like, attempting an tomorrow. affair. yeah and then he, he attempted to murder her and it's like oh, you people oh boy so red had two children from his first marriage and when they arrived to this scene they told reporters that their father was a very loving and hard working man he owned his own, own business like tinting windows mm. and stuff for cars and his daughter jocelyn said Quote, he's not this person being portrayed. He. I feel very, very, very blessed to call him my father. And then Parker, his 17-year-old son, uh, believes he was the last person to see him alive. Um, When his dad came to his house, like Parker's house, I think, where he was with his mom. Yeah. To pick up some things. He said, quote, I love you. Good luck. I'll see you tomorrow. And that's the last thing his dad said to him. Which that's makes so me sad. feel like. He made a last-second, spontaneous decision. Like an impulse. Yeah. Unless he didn't want to give away to his kid that, like, they wouldn't see each other. But otherwise, you think he'd just say, okay, love you, bye. (laughs) You know, night. I'll see you tomorrow. Because I think that leaves an open-ended... Yeah. I don't think he would have added that detail if he knew he was going to do that. Right. I really think it was an impulse thing. It sounds like it to me. Yeah. So... Um, I good. think that was the last thing. I was just going to say that, like, the pain of losing a father in such a tragic way, I can't even imagine, like, how hard that would be. And also mm-hmm. to have, like, this story told about this man that you know to be a good guy. Mm-hmm. And all these people see the story that's, like, coming out of the news of, like, him being abusive and him freaking flying a plane to his house. Like, yeah. You're like, what is happening? Yeah, but I do feel like the people you surround yourself with can definitely influence your just you, just influence <laughs> you, like yeah, n- in a good or a bad way. Like mm-hmm. your tendencies to react a certain way could change your demeanor, can change. It just mm-hmm. you know, it yeah. can it can happen, and it happens a lot. So it's just it's just a really sad story that two people that probably weren't the best for each other that it Mm -hmm. ended up this way but you can like I hate like Facebook stalking (laughs) but (laughs) but you can tell like I mean you could see in like pictures of them um Sandy and Red they were like on vacation to Cabo and they were happy and they were Mm -hmm. like having fun and enjoying each other but it's like you can't like it just goes to show like when you see stuff on social media, it's like, oh my gosh, they were so happy. There's mm-hmm. so much behind the scenes. Literally yeah. no one can say or like have any assumptions of like how they're yeah. doing on social media. So like well, because literally those photos you see are literally a millisecond of yeah. someone's life. A yep. millisecond, you mm-hmm. know? Or even a video is what 15 seconds of someone's life. Yeah. Like they can They can make it look however they want to make it look. Yeah. And, you know, they could have been having fun on vacation, but there's so much more to their lives that are just. And they're not going to show the bad stuff. No, no one's going to show their fights. No. No one's going to show their. Well, I haven't even heard about this one. Jeez. Yeah. Well, it like within two days of each other, this story happened and Mm -hmm. another story in another state happened where a guy flew a plane into his house. Really? Like, Yeah. I can't remember where it was, but it was within two days of each other in America that they a pilot threw, flew his plane into his own house. That's nuts. I know you're like, what are the chances that two guys? And maybe he got the idea from this guy or something, but it's insane. That is crazy. Yeah, and so scary. Like, I mean, I think it's just scary when you hear the stories of like. You would never think, like, they're the sweetest person, just stellar guy, like, you never, and then they do something like that. It's, like, that's terrifying because, I mean, yes, it was probably just an impulse, but it's, like, what impulses are people capable of, you know? Right, and something just makes them tick, and then they lose it, and, like, in what way are they going to lose it, and who are they going to hurt, and why, and, like, it's crazy, It just goes to show it can be anyone. It can be anyone and anyone out of nowhere. Anyone, from anywhere, from the ground, from the sky, from (laughs) (laughs) you just like and it's fun it's crazy to think about all the people that like they accidentally kill someone. Like literally it's an accident. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, that was fun. And then they're like, all of a sudden they're freaking serial killer. Like, Like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. It wasn't his first two kills accidental, I think. I think his yeah. his first one, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, good point. Where it's like, what if they have this urge or this impulse or like whatever, and like they just do it, and then like, well, on to the next. You know. Yeah, it's just crazy. We can never understand. No, that's I nuts. hope I I hope I never understand. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, that's so crazy freaking people man good story though i mean good research sad story sad sad story, sad are story. yeah are you ready for my story yes please well i hope mine isn't too short because i feel like my last couple were like 15 minutes <laughs> if that, <laughs> really? and i'm like what the hell and so this time i really tried i really tried you guys to like make it a little longer just so we can, you guys can hear my voice a little more. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, we're sick of hearing me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not it. I am. Okay. Well, here we go. Okay. So this story is about Ogden's most famous ghost. Do you want to guess Ogden. what it is? Do you know? What wow. We have a pattern. We do a lot of Ogden stories. We really do. Yeah. There's a lot, of, a lot going on there. There's probably a reason why, though, because oh. <laughs> I think it's the worst place. But anyway, <laughs> but no, I have not heard of their biggest ghost or whatever the you most said. Famous. Yeah. Most famous. Their largest so ghost. <laughs> their their biggest one. It's the size of. It's Ogden. so tall. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Not really, though. OK, so this is about the legend of Flo. Flo. Have you heard of this one? No. Oh. Okay. Well. I think when I think flow, I think of either progressive commercials. <laughs> yeah. Or I think of Aunt Flo. Right. The business so, woman every month. Yes. When I posted because I every episode or every story that I do, I post on the Utah Haunted History page. Yeah. And just say, "Hey, what do you guys know about this?" And a lot of the comments are like, "Do you mean Ant Flow, or do you mean the one that's trying <laughs> to sell you insurance?" So, if you're also <laughs> that's thinking, that's funny. Everybody else is too. <laughs> that's so funny. I'm like, I'm original in my joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, everybody else is thinking the same thing. That's but, funny. Okay, so this story is from another haunted cemetery. Okay. From the Ogden City Cemetery located on 1875 Monroe Boulevard. And what makes this cemetery similar to the Salt Lake City Cemetery is that there is an old urban legend that has been around for decades. And that's the legend of Flo. So who is Flo? Her name is Florence Louise Grange. And people who, kn- who knew her best called her Louise, not even Florence or Flo okay That's besides the problem. also florence is an uncommon name for a woman yeah but wouldn't you st- i would think a male name mm. florence i guess i haven't really known anybody with that name so i don't know huh i don't hmm. know okay i think when i first heard the name florence though it was from this story so i think i've always associated it as a female name oh really okay but i think it's- i think okay. i think I think I've also heard the name Florence for a boy, though. I've heard it, but I haven't known anybody. Okay. Yeah, I guess it goes either way. It's like one of those that's like. Like Sam. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So she was born on November 24th of 1903, uh, which is almost 100 years ago. No, it was over 100 years ago. 1903. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, it's like 2022. I was thinking 2002 anyway 2002 2002? 2002 <laughs> oh stupid oh my gosh Ooh, you and okay. numbers on this <laughs> podcast is just hilarious i suck at numbers <laughs> like when you guessed how many days are in a year <laughs> yeah all right so funny. she she grew up in an lds home and her parents were dodie and ralph grange dodie or dotty d-o-t-t-i-e, D-O-T-T-I-E. Dottie Dottie okay I've never known that name either so but all right so (laughs) let me restart that sentence I'm sorry cut all that out (laughs) okay so she she grew up in an LDS home and her parents were Dottie and Ralph Grange are you sure it's Dottie (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think so okay because I'm now thinking I think I've actually said this name out loud before but it was when I worked urgent care and, you know, when you like they when I would, like, go out the door and be like, so-and-so, and they would, you know, if you yeah. say the patient's name. I think I said Dodie before. I think I've always thought it was Dodie. So now I'm like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those times where you're like, huh, I was wrong. And nobody corrected me. Okay. Anyway. So Dottie and and Grange okay. okay. All right. So Florence was the second oldest child in her family. People who knew her best. Oh, yeah. I already said that. People who knew her best always called her Florence or called her Louise. Louise. But in, in my story, I'm just going to call her Florence or Flo just so people aren't confused. Because it's because every- a story about Flo. Yeah. Yeah. The okay. legend of Flo. Okay. Yeah. So. But anyway. But I also don't want to be disrespectful to her because she wasn't called that. So just know she was called Louise. So if you're like ghost hunting, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. If you're ghost hunting and you're talk, trying to speak with her, I would almost try to use the name Louise instead of Florence. Okay. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, that makes sense. If that's what she is known that's, by. Right. And that's what her family knows her by. So. Okay. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> so she was a student at Ogden High School. And from what we know about her is that she was very well-liked and was very social. She's one of the popular girls. Mm. Um, When she was around 13, she joined the volleyball team and she was really good at it so much so that she was even named in the newspaper. I think that they like won a game or something, but Mm. she's one of the players that was named as being part of the team to help with the win. Yeah. So that's how we know she was on the team. Yeah. In 1918, She was around 15 years old. And at that time, the world was going through the Spanish flu pandemic, where at least 40 million people died worldwide. Wow. Almost 700,000 people died from it in the U.S. And not so fun fact is that Utah was the third hardest hit state. And apparently it was so bad that by the end of November in 1918, the largest hospitals in Utah at the time were at max capacity. And they resorted to using LDS buildings to uh, like for emergency care purposes, like wow. emergency care centers. Wow. You don't really hear too much about that. Right. Pandemic. Yeah. I I even read that it was so bad that people had to have like basically a doctor's note allowing them to come into the city. So it's kind of wow. like what COVID went through kind of- where you had to have like the vaccine and stuff. Yeah. You had to have a note saying that you were cleared to be able to travel like to, into the city or out of the city. Oh, yeah. I mean, kind of like how they use the vaccination cards to mm-hmm. travel and stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, From September 1918 to June of 1919. So like from September until the next June, there were over 2,300 deaths in Utah that were all flu related. Wow. Wow. What was interesting about this strain of flu is that it was targeting young, healthy people. So during this, specifically in the middle of December of 1918, something happened to Florence. According to her death certificate, she was ill for about ten days before she passed away, and she died at the age of 15. No, sad. Um, Her family, like if you look on uh, the like ancestry. I can't remember which one I have. It's not Ancestry.com, but, like, if you look at her death certificate and, like, look at the records mm-hmm. that her family has put in, they say that she died of the flu. But technically, the death certificate just says that she was ill for 10 days before she succumbed to her illness. So okay. this is kind of where the the legend has been twisted. Because, like, technically, it doesn't say she died of the flu. So people are like, how did she die? Yeah. So, We'll get there in a second, but she died at the age of 15. Um, They held her funeral in the front room of her home, which was actually really common back then that they would have the funeral in the home um, of the person who had died. I'm glad we don't do that anymore. I don't know. I kind of have mixed feelings about it because like, I I guess I wouldn't want my funeral to be here at my house, but I don't really necessarily, I don't, I think it'd be nice to have it not in a funeral home. Oh, I hate funeral homes. I Me do not want an open casket. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that either. But like, I just, I think it'd be nice to have a funeral be like somewhere where you love to be. Like, yeah. Why have it at a funeral home? It's like, I don't even like this place. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, so. I want my funeral to be at Disneyland. <laughs> or just at the kidding. park. <laughs> I don't know, like at a campground somewhere. I don't know, just something different where it's like not a funeral home. Right. Well, I think it's because funeral homes have that weird stale smell and like yeah. it just feels heavy. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Heavy is a good word. Like it's or a it's very, like, like, very emotional place. <laughs> yeah. And maybe it's because like I'm uncomfortable with emotions. <laughs> but it's like... like there's is, too much of it here. <laughs> yeah, this is... It's, it's like... <clears throat> suffocating the amount yeah. of emotions in that room even if it's on me that's super emotional mm-hmm. it's like just just the emotion in the room is just oh, i can't breathe <laughs> you know right like, yeah. it's it's a lot so man it is. if you get me talking about funerals it's going to be quite the conversation so i'll stop here but yeah. but i think that after this story now that we're talking about it i think i've now decided i don't want to have my funeral in a funeral home it's recorded, so yeah, I if think, anyone fights me, I'll yeah, put t- it in bold lettering, underlined. I don't want that. Okay. Not at my house either, so. I don't know. You can have a funeral <laughs> at my house. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Will you host my funeral? <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. That's, that's a lot to ask, but I will do it. <laughs> cool. Great. I'm glad that we got this figured out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So. Florence, let's talk about her. So, yeah. her, <laughs> her, Funeral she's more happened. Yeah, her, she's more important than us right now. Okay. Yeah. Her headstone reads daughter Florence Louise Grange, born November 24th, 1903, and died December 29th, of 1918. Gone but not forgotten. Hmm. And now she's surrounded by her parents, her grandparents, and at least one of her siblings. Visitors of the cemetery and storytellers of the ur- urban legend have given I've kind of already said this but have given Louise the nickname of Flo and she was never called Flo like ever but I think people just made it short for Florence Mm. it just kind of like gradually became the legend of Flo instead of the legend of Florence or whatever but anyway I guess what I'm trying to say is that there is definitely a historic background that does not support the legend. Okay. <laughs> so this yeah. is one of those things where like people have really just taken it and ran with it and who knows, you know, cause like there yeah. are a lot of crazy things that have happened at this place, you know, and people say they have seen flow, but it's like, I don't know the background, like the, the legend just is crazy. <laughs> So oh, so the events may not be in invalid, but the name of the legend might need to be different. Yeah, that or just like, I'll get there in a second. So okay. there are at least three different versions of what happened to Florence or Flo. One version is that one day, well, I'll say one day, sorry, one version and the most probable one is that she came down with the flu and passed away from her illness, right? Mm-hmm. Another version is that she died while choking on a piece of candy. There, I don't know why that is one of them. I could not find why that's one or anything, <laughs> but that's one. Okay. Um, another version of the legend is that she is that one day, She was waiting for her friend to pick her up or her boyfriend or whoever it was to pick her up. And she was sitting on the curb and as they were coming up to pick her up, I guess they didn't see her sitting there and they somehow like ran her over and she died by being hit by the car. So, Hmm. yeah, we think that she really probably just passed away from her illness. I mean, I I feel like they'd say on the death certificate, don't you think if it was like a accident or something yeah you would think so probably or like like hit by vehicle yeah or something on the death certificate you know how it says she died after uh 10 days after 10 days of her illness or whatever it said somebody pointed out that maybe she was hit by a car and didn't die immediately but like fell into a coma or something and then passed away 10 days later or mm. passed away from her injuries 10 days later. Okay. So it wasn't that she actually had the flu. Yeah. It was it just was... like timing of the flu, but she didn't really die from the flu. Anyway. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here. Okay. So many have claimed to see many have claimed to have seen Flo, and say that she is most often seen around 3 a.m. And I have a picture I'm going to send you of Flo actually okay uh it's gonna come through facebook so hold on okay oh look at she likes the big bow on her ear yeah that's what i thought too was that a thing it must have been Hmm. anyway so that's what she looks like and we'll definitely i'll definitely post that on instagram yeah typically she is seen wearing a long flowy blue dress And a lot like the emo's grave in the Salt Lake City Cemetery, Mm -hmm. there's something that you'll need to do before she appears. Okay. They say that if you park near her grave, which I suppose is kind of near the, um, the road, so you can park near it, and then you honk your horn and flash your headlights three times, she'll appear in front of you and also begin walking towards your passenger side door. Hmm. as if to get in yeah some people who have tried who have tried this say that when they've done it a green mist will always show up even if Flow doesn't interesting, interesting. So that's-, that's one interesting thing about Flow is that she will also appear as a green mist hmm. and like I said before she will appear and then she'll reach for the door handle before she vanishes That'd be so scary to see. I'm just like imagining right? it in my head, and I'm like, oh, I would drive yeah. away so fast. It'd be so scary. The house that she lived in and where her funeral was um, is actually also haunted, and they really? believe that she haunts that house. Hmm. I found an interview done by Fox 13. It's on uh, YouTube, but I can definitely post the link to that. The journal, the journalist, yeah, guy. Hey yeah anchor whoever it was like doing the interview and stuff yeah um he was actually interviewing ogden paranormal which is like a paranormal investigation team yeah and then he went over to where her house was because he was going to post what address she used to live at Mm -hmm. and just knock on the door and say hey you know like we're just going to be using this address in our article are you okay with that and when the person who answered the door his name's chester he said, Oh yeah, that's totally fine. And also I have a story for you. So that's how we got this story. Okay. Um, so the owners say that they've been experiencing paranormal activity since they bought the house back in the 90s. Um, like I said, the owner's name is Chester. And he said that back when they bought the house, his wife was home alone one night, and suddenly the TV turned on by itself. So she got up and she turned it off. Mm-hmm. So then she went back to bed. And then in the middle of the night, it turned on again. So she gets up, turns it off. And then it happened for the third time. And that's when she's like, okay, what the hell? So she gets up and she looks around the room and she, I guess, assumes. I mean, she didn't say this, but I guess she assumes it's paranormal and says, well, you guys have yourself a good night. I'm going to bed. (laughs) And then turns off the TV. (laughs) And he says that ever since she acknowledged them and said, you know, you guys have yourself a good time. I'm going to bed. Never again did that happen. And one thing that the uh, journalist or whoever was that the Fox 13 guy he said that he pointed out that Flo, she likes to do things in threes, you know? So it's interesting that she, if it was her, turned the TV on three times. And also with the legend, you have to turn your headlights on three times before she'll appear. Yeah. So that's just really interesting. Huh um i i know there's a symbolism to the three like numerology yeah like it's like the trilogy Mm -hmm. you know like there's a lot of significance with the number three yeah but you always wonder like well i do because i have existential crisis all the time (sighs) but like what like are we can we grasp the significance of it is it as simple as we think it is Right, like, does it does it symbolize the trilogy? Does it symbolize, well, like, what is it? Is it like yeah. more complex than what we think it is, or is it right. just as simple as a communication, like, yeah. way to communicate? It's a very deep thought because so it's also like it makes you then think like numbers really aren't real. Like we made up numbers. We made up numbers and we made up math. <laughs> so Which it's is stupid like- because I failed <laughs> and. We made it all up. <laughs> but you think about that in a grander scheme. Cause I, I was thinking about this the other day and you can take this out. But like when it comes to like having higher power mm-hmm. and all the rules that come with it with certain religions and organized whatever, yeah. You think about it and you're like, is it really as complex as they're making it? Right. Or is it really just as simple as there is a higher power? Or is there just like like we can't comprehend the complexity, or we right. can't comprehend the simplicity of yeah. the afterlife? You know what I mean, right? So like, like I hope that's what it is. I hope I can't comprehend how simple it is. <laughs> that like, would be really nice. Crossing my fingers. That is I hope just, I'm just like... I hope I'm just too genius. for after <laughs> Yeah, life. like I'm way too smart for this place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be heaven. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> when we are too smart for something. But yeah, it's just yeah. super crazy to think about because it's like I feel like organized religion overcomplicates yeah a lot oh yeah <laughs> but then what if what if it's that on top of more that we don't know <laughs> it's just like shit <laughs> <And> like <laughs> actually that is the rules and there's a backside. so turn the page over <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you only got half of them so it's like <laughs> either way it's hell you go like, <laughs> yep. like right um, you know Yeah, it's just. I know uh, what you mean. Sorry, I always have these stupid thoughts (laughs) that just come out of my mouth at stupid times. Okay, go ahead. No, that was actually a very complex thought, and it's going to keep me up at night, so thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're welcome, because it keeps me up at night multiple times a a week. (laughs) You're like, is it too simple, or is it too (laughs) complex? (laughs) What if it's nothing? And how do I feel about that? (laughs) Right. Right. (sighs) oh man okay well um (laughs) pretty much the rest of my story is just like experiences that i found over the interwebs okay um so i told you about the legend and what happens and Mm -hmm. how you gotta make it happen and stuff now here's what's happened to other people okay okay um let's start with facebook so i found these comments and these stories on facebook mostly through the post that i posted about um you know the story (laughs) so and then people commented and said this is what i know this is where it came from (laughs) okay all right so this one's from Brittany a and she said i've seen flow about 18 times over the years i stopped times i know i read that like three times i'm like 18 that's a lot of times like i can't get even one ghost yeah I know, so it's like it makes you wonder, like, is she a medium or something? I feel like there are people that I always say this every single time. Yeah, thing. never. People mind. that just, people that just can, they just draw it. Yeah, yeah. So she's okay. So this is, I've seen Flo about eighteen times over the years. I stopped going because teens and hecklers started harassing us and have ruined the experience. Yeah. I tried to debunk the anomaly and haven't been able to do so. It's a bit confusing because there is a secret. Oh, sorry, a secret. There's a street directly vertical across from the cemetery where when cars come up, the lights go straight into your view, sometimes looking like there's something there. But Flo, or whatever residual she is, is very different in color and appearance. I've always felt calm and peaceful when witnessing her. I will say I have have experienced darker things in that cemetery and have had nights where she didn't show up. I've also seen her in different colors, which is really cool. This is just my experience with living in Salt Lake for 16 years. So I don't think she's a Utah native. It doesn't oh. sound like okay. Uh, she says there's a lot of speculation that it's fake or it's car lights, but I can swear on my life. Once you see her, you'll know the cemetery has a dark energy to it, too. One night in particular, me and my friend were walking through the cemetery doing a ghost hunt. He was a little ahead of me. I was stopping here and there to take pictures and do EVPs. I went to catch up to him, but he seemed to be walking faster or almost running further from me. I yelled out to him to slow down, and he wasn't. I was yelling loud enough for him to hear me, but he just kept going. Then I saw his shadow start to move very strangely. It was kind of changing shape and then quickly darted behind a tree. I got a sickening feeling in my gut and I stopped my tracks. I watched the, the tree for a moment and was scanning for his silhouette or any movement at all. I wanted to find him, but also had a strong urge to leave. I turned around and went back to the car. And when I got back, my friend was there waiting for me. He said he only walked a little further to check out a grave. And next in the next minute, he couldn't find me. He said he got back to the car and had a bad feeling and called my phone several times and even called out for me. We both never once heard each other and I had no missed calls, but his phone showed outgoing calls to me. The calls never went through and we had perfect reception. To this day, I don't know what I was following. We tried to timestamp everything and none of it made any sense. That night seemed to be darker than other nights too. The vibe was off. It was heavier than normal and it really messed with us. (sighs) Isn't that a crazy experience? That is wild. Right. And terrifying. Right. She was like having, it's like almost like she was in another bubble of reality. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, that'd be so scary. It's stressing me out. Um, so that was the only Facebook story that I took. But these are some other stories that I got from the comment section of the Dead History site. Um, if you guys don't know, there's a site called thedeadhistory.com. It's like a blog site with like a bunch of different you I don't know if there's other states, but that's where I get a lot of my Utah haunted history or haunted info. Okay. So there's a story about the legend of flow on there. And then there's a whole comment section. So this is where I got these stories. Um, this one's from L and it's from five years ago. It says my friends and I, my friends and I just start, oh my gosh, my friends and I decided to try this out one night after an uh, Ogden high school football game. We saw her not once, but twice that night. Scariest thing that's ever happened to me. Still wondering why she comes out like that. And others don't question mark. I'll never question spirits ever again. And they did the car thing. Yeah. Yep. That's why they're like, I don't know why she comes out like that. And other ghosts don't. And no one's seen her outside of that experience. Outside of doing that. Interesting. Yeah. Not in my research. Not that I've seen. It's all with the headlights. Who figured out that pattern? Yeah. Unless they just did it one night. And they're like, dude, that just happened to me. Let's try it again. You know? And then they figured out who it was. Maybe it just like grabbed her attention the first time. And then now she's like, okay. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand. Um, here's another comment. Uh, it's from M fra- uh, from six years ago. It says, I saw this with my cousin and some friends. We pulled up, turned the car off and flashed the lights. She was green, wearing a dress and came towards the car. We started freaking out and the car wouldn't start don't know if that was the driver messing with us or what at the front of the car she disappeared and then the car started I looked behind and then she was behind us but disappeared again as soon as the car started so it's like she was like appearing in different places around the car Mm. oh actually I do have more comments from the history Utah haunted history facebook page I just put it in a different section in my notes oh (laughs) not bad so this one's from IVS. she says when I was younger, maybe the early 90s, we received answers on a Ouija board that told us to run to run now fast, and the cops came rolling in right after that. We saw green fog, and I saw the lady in black during that time. Uh, one of the most active cemeteries I have researched, it may have to do with the river that runs nearby. And that was oh. IBS. So yes. the- The lady in black, I could not find any information about who that could be. So if I totally missed that and you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. But then I started wondering if the lady in black was just flow in black. Because remember how the other story said, like, she would change colors. Like, she would be in a different color sometimes. Maybe it's her. Maybe she does change colors depending on whatever's happening. Yeah. Like, they were using a Ouija board. So maybe she showed up in black, you know? Or... It was like the green mist was flow. And then the black figure was something that they're communicating with the Ouija board. Hmm, Maybe I think that just brings all kinds of all kinds of stuff. stuff. Yeah. The next one is from Ashley. N. she says it was like 2008, maybe 2009. And we got to the top of the hill. It was, I was a bit skeptical. Like it had to be something, right? Cars passing by, Something that made it seem like you were just seeing her. My friends flashed her lights three times, but there she was. I have never been so scared in my life. A whitish silhouette was gliding across the road. We were freaking out and we flashed the lights again and she was even closer. We saw the exact same thing and we drove down the road and looked around and there was nothing around that would have caused that illusion. It was wild. Like I wanted to try it. I know I do too. All right, two more stories. So okay. this one's from Tyson, uh, Tyson M, and it says, "The statues move when you're not looking. They were facing another way, and now their face is looking at you. I might be seeing things, or I might be crazy, but honestly, it was scary. And we left years and years ago. Or sorry, this was years and years ago. But honestly, one of my very first paranormal experiences. I would freak the fuck out. That would freak me out. The statues moving." it's like scaring me (laughs) like just imagining that that freaks me out yeah that's terrifying that's scarier than dolls i think statues Statues. moving statues yeah because it's made out of freaking cement yeah it's like a doll's out of rubber like sure that can move (laughs) yeah that's a way easy to move (laughs) yeah cement face is completely different (laughs) right all right, last one. This is from David C. He says, I've I I've heard it meaning the legend since I was a kid. I just recently went and yes, I've seen something that I couldn't explain. And it was like a green mist in the middle of the road. It was pretty crazy. The end. I That's wonder the if, Legend of Flow. Because I know I know a couple people from Ogden. I I wanna reach out and be like, hey, like have you ever heard of this? Did you do anything? Because I yeah. feel like I can see that like teenagers and people have kind of ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> don't you think teenagers are the ones who like do those legend-y things? Yeah. Like probably. <laughs> like the the sequence of things are like going around a uh emo's grave. Emo's grave backwards <laughs> or whatever. Like I know. Only teenagers probably do those kinds of things. <laughs> yeah. Right grown-up ghost hunting <laughs> right uh involves a little bit more sophistication um, and equipment yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> but know. you know I
0: was also just thinking like I wonder if I mean if it's all true okay mm-hmm. if all of it is true mm-hmm. part of me wonders if like she enjoys it because it brings the teens because she was so social and popular like when she was alive and like you know well and she was 15 when she died yeah so like I wonder if like she does it because I mean maybe like maybe she knows that if she keeps doing stuff like that it'll keep bringing the kids that are her age you know yeah like she might be having fun with it like it might just be one of those things that's her afterlife entertainment yeah could be I mean we're not here to judge. We're not here to judge. <laughs> Who knows what we're going to be doing. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 33 of Haunting and Cold. Yeah. As always, remember to check out our Patreon. We have an on-deck-a-desk coming out in a couple of days. It's going to be coming out on December 1st, and it's going to be my paranormal story that is wintry-themed. So prepare yourselves for that. Wintry. Okay. Wintry-themed. And I just also this episode, I wanted to just kind of list out the stories that we've done so far. Mm-hmm. Um, the first on Decades the week that we did was a paranormal story. And I did that one. And it's the possession of Anna Eklund. And then April did a uh, month after that, she did the, the Lake Bodum murders. Mm-hmm. And then I did the the Borley rectory after that. And then April did serial killer John Christie after that. Yeah so you have good ones yeah they're really good so if you are like man i really like listening to these cute girls talking about things (laughs) then (laughs) join our patreon did you see that face i made (laughs) did you see the face and voice i made (laughs) it's like when like your shoulders swallow your neck (laughs) or it just makes more neck (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah <Her> exactly <laughs> yep anyway so if you want to hear those that's on patreon <laughs> <laughs> um this episode airs on november 27th and episode 34 will come out on december 11th uh make sure you're following us on social media at Haunt and cold podcast you'll find us on twitter tiktok instagram and you might even find us on youtube a little bit because there's a couple of videos on there, so check them out if you want to. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, visit our website to submit your own personal paranormal or true crime stories, and you can also purchase merch there. So if you're like, wow, me and my friends love listening to this podcast, I'm going to buy everyone a beanie. Go for it. Do or it. Keychain. Or keychain. Or, or car charm. Or what else do we got? That's it. I don't know. That's it. But <laughs> just <laughs> go check it out. And also if you can't spend money, at least what you can do is just spread the word. Let us let your family and friends know you're listening to us. Leave Have a review. Listen. Leave a review. Uh share like and subscribe. <laughs> share stuff. Uh-huh. Uh keep listening. Keep listening. Yes you have to keep listening Um, if you've made it this far and you've listened to all 33 episodes so far congratulations (laughs) you win a prize yeah you will get a 34th episode (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) all right well that's it so I'm really Mm -hmm. glad that you wrote all that down because (sighs) there's just no chance in hell we'd get there without it (laughs) I I appreciate my outro notes also, which I've just like copied and pasted it for every single episode. I have up until episode 55, I think. Oh, wow. Mapped out. <laughs> yeah. So at least until then. Wow. You're very, you're very on top of your things. You know what I do sometimes? Not all the time. This is not an all the time thing. But sometimes I get this like hair up my butt that I'm like, hey, I'm going to do something for future me. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to really help myself out somehow today. Future so I, Katie's gonna Katie is going to love past Katie. Yeah, I do talk to myself like that sometimes. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to be so happy with myself later." <laughs> like if I have anyone to please, it's me. <laughs> oh, gosh, what a life to live. <laughs> I know. Like I'm just like, oh, "Future me is so pissed off right now." Because <laughs> yeah. I leave. future everything. me is just gonna have to deal with it okay <laughs> yeah, like, you know what's funny is when josh and i were dating and we were in college he had this like grant money on his student card yeah and it was like a loan mixed with grant money on this card mm-hmm. and we would always use it to go to mcdonald's and get breakfast and he was yes. like thanks future me <laughs> We'd get breakfast swipe yeah so like all of the student debt is our mcdonald's breakfast basically oh no it's so stupid and we're still paying for it oh oh no we haven't been in college for a decade yeah no really though oh shoot so oh. don't do that do something nice for your future self (laughs) not decades of freaking debt over mcdonald's (laughs) oh that's so funny but or or use your student loan money for education or like groceries i feel like that would have been more excusable than (laughs) no (laughs) because like at least groceries you're trying to survive (laughs) You know, like you're doing all that you can. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, it was like 99 cent sausage burritos, and we'd get okay. one each. And I think we'd share a coke. So okay. it was like poor student. Okay, so breakfast. you guys weren't like splurging, like no, we the weren't like and big max coffees. and shit. No, yeah, okay we we're okay. still living poor, but like <laughs> stupid. <laughs> stupid <laughs> and poor and then the times we weren't doing that was dumpster diving night <laughs> it's fine That's so funny it really is oh maybe i'm the only one laughing but <laughs> no they're probably like oh no you have a sad life <laughs> yeah. but look we've made it hey look ma we made it Look at all my stuff. And we're still <laughs> stupid. And st- in debt. Just more to show for it, really. Right. Look what I did with all my stupidity. <laughs> yeah. Look at this nice pillowcase I bought the other day. It was really soft. On credit. <laughs> I mean just kidding. Oh, well anyway. Yeah, I think I think we're done with this I think episode. <laughs> okay wait all right oh hold on do we want to do our re-recording of the anchor ad before we say sayonara sure because we need a new one yeah but you didn't give me a script that's okay oh just follow my lead okay? unscripted is yeah the way we're going <laughs> should we so do our okay guys... bye first yeah hold on if if you guys heard a new anchor ad at the beginning of this it happened right after this so if you welcome. didn't we failed hard yeah but we'll try again <laughs> next time next. Yeah. that's what we always say too yeah okay 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 bye bye